Hello, you are listening to On the Wind. I'm your host, Dave Tomasic, offering insight about people's places and things. Thanks for listening to On the Wind for January 2016, Season 6, Episode 53. weather has been an interest of mine, and I have been meaning to air my understanding, not feelings, about it for quite a while. The southwestern Pennsylvania weather this year has been, shall we say, different. I can remember such episodes of unusual weather from long ago in my youth, not specifically in December, but nonetheless as atypical as this year's experience. Spring, summer, and fall anomalies are also in my memory. The weather to me is what it is. The thought that people can change the billion-year-old habits of an entire planet in a few decades is absurd. Consider that there are 500 currently active terrestrial volcanoes and an unknown number of active marine volcanoes. A single small volcanic eruption on December 3, 2015 on Mount Etna released 10,000 times the man-made defined pollutants in a few hours than all of mankind ever. A single solar flare can affect the irradiation of the sun reaching the Earth enough to blow away the entire polar ozone layer in minutes. The meager combined forces people have or could unleash has so far proven to be subatomic in proportion to the Earth's magnitude of activity. Earth has been host to numerous ice ages, This is ice miles thick over most of the non-tropic latitudes. Even though there is no such event within man's small recorded history, the ice ages did occur. What happened before and after such epic long-term climactic events could only be considered cooling and warming. I find believing weather models, guesses by computers based on information chosen with a prejudiced eye, that can only predict decades or centuries into the future, highly suspect. Moreover, these same models cannot extrapolate backward from a future scenario to show the current conditions, proving their useless application and hence disassociation with reality. That people can consider the temperate climes of the past millennia as forever norm is likewise ludicrous. I follow current weather more than most people because I frequently pilot aircraft, and I'm required by regulation to be aware of prevailing weather conditions. After 40 years of experience, what I know, not surmise, is that more than six hours into the future is considered by the originators of the weather information as speculative. The FAA is currently pushing a mandate for pilots to have real-time weather available in the cockpit through a system called ADS-B. By 2020, it's supposed to be there. Sadly, much of that data can be considered inaccurate because the ADSB system will be disseminating sometimes hours old data. Weather conditions have a degree of predictability, but rarely do they linger. Climate is no different, save for the climate's much longer time factor. In a much broader discussion of the nature of climate trends, please do not get swept up in the argument of consensus versus definitive beliefs. The scientific process 
is being misrepresented by media and politicians. Science never strives for consensus. The principles of the scientific method have roots a thousand years deep, supporting finding only definitive answers to highly defined questions. Suppositions, guesses, or hypotheses are the precursor to the development of specific questions resulting in experiments that do not seek to prove, but rather test a predicted outcome under a very narrow and specific set of circumstances. Repeated correct predictions are the basis of theories. Thoroughly time-tested theories lead to laws. Consider the following. Should you trip and lose your footing ascending or descending a stair, you will fall. This is a fact. A banister along the staircase can aid in mitigating a fall. This is a consensus, as the presence of a rail cannot conclusively stop a fall except within a very narrow range of circumstances, nor can it conclusively prevent a fall. Applying this to climate, where there are many known laws of nature interacting simultaneously, sequentially, in or in yet undefined patterns, and or intermittently, there is no definitive law of climate just independent hypotheses. With no definitive planetary behavior to mitigate, whatever anyone does to ameliorate a specific climate situation is akin to a banister on a staircase for a person without arms. A banister in this instance is far less important and speculatively no more helpful than the stairs to a falling body. Getting a consensus that makes sense as in A stair with railings for people with arms and hands depends on all the parameters to be known, understood, and for the most part, universal. This means everything has to have a definition that makes sense. For instance, current proponents of man's induced climate change have redefined carbon dioxide as a pollutant. The very substance that is expelled from every animal and absorbed by every plant as part of their life process Does it not boggle your mind that carbon dioxide dependencies that independently developed right here on the planet over untold millennia is now defined as detrimental to the planet and its systems? Ulterior motives bleed from this one example. The bottom line in any science is that furthering knowledge depends on the complete integrity of the foundational observations. So, tomorrow will likely be cool because it's winter in Pennsylvania. Turning to more recreational interests, my Avanti Reborn project has claimed a lot of time in the last two months, over 200 hours. The bodywork, pre-paint, took up much of that time. Overall, I spent more than six months getting the body ready for its final color. The interior is completely clean, meaning there is absolutely nothing in the cabin but floor, wall, and roof. Once paint is done, the interior will get some attention. The engine bay is finally painted and can now accept the drivetrain. This means I have taken away the last excuse for the engine builder for not having my engine ready. And as hoped, not a day after the bright red paint dried in the engine bay, I got a note from the engine builder that the engine parts were finally coming together. Well, I did send him an email with the picture. And yes, I verified things are actually coming together. Major parts of the interior are complete and resting in my basement waiting for their turn to be reborn. 
Chuck did an outstanding job on the seats and major panels, leaving me the easier rugs and simple panels to do. The same approach we used on the Jag that worked out so well. The electronics for the car are just about all gathered. The sound system has all the heavy pre-installation work done, backup camera is ready to be laid in, and I have all the materials to construct a side-looking sonar unit for detecting vehicles that hide in the notorious driver's blind spot. At this point in the Jag reconstruction, I was a year away from completion. I am hoping that experience, available time, and fate will keep me close to that schedule with the Avanti. episode of On the Wing five years ago was about me and my uncertainty about retirement and my future in general. The years have been good, filled with lots of happenings, accomplishments, and fond memories. The next five years, if I'm lucky enough to have them, can only hope to match their quality. What are my plans? Well, I have fewer now than five years ago. Well, it would be fair to say I have one less. In 2011, I was preparing to transition to commercial aviation when the stark realities of full-time pilots became revealed and cancer struck in the middle of my preparations. It became clear that what I wanted would always be a dream. Today, I have no inkling about what tomorrow will bring, but I do want it. I have found work that is fulfilling, handy, interesting, and keeps me fit. Family and hobby pursuits literally fight for the remainder of my time. So for you out there still listening, retirement, Dave style, does keep you busy all the time. As our life circumstances change, so must some of the things we do to make accommodations. I have enjoyed bringing you stories of how people have made the best of their shifting situations, the core message of this podcast from the very first episode. On the Wind started as a retirement project. I left a job after 37 years in podcasting, which had become part of that job, was a comfortable carryover. It is safe to say that now I never really retired I have changed my job description more than once, but never stopped working. The winds of time have taken me to different places, and for now, there just isn't enough breeze to carry the podcast forward. Safely in a protected resting place, On the Wind is going on hiatus of indeterminate length. There will be show notes for this episode. You can tune into them from the website, onthewind.podbean.com, and so long. for listening. Keep flying and remember your next move is already on the wind.